0: And because we've grown up in a male dominated society or I should say a masculine dominated society with like having to work nine to five, probably a lot more of that, got to get a house, got to get a mortgage, got to have the kid, got to get a car. And then finally at 60 or 70, you can retire and enjoy your life, you know, like what a joke. And so Tantra is like, listen to your feminine as well for male and female bodies and actually what brings you joy and follow your joy. And we've been very much programmed that you have to work hard to then have pleasure, to then have holidays. And so when you're listening to both parts of yourself, you get to navigate your life not from what other people are telling you you need to do but from actually what you want to do. (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Female Leadership Collective podcast. I'm your host Susie Clark. On the show we're all about helping high achieving women authentically find purpose and build fulfilling careers. I believe that the key to happiness is channeling our talents into something we really deeply care about. That's why I left my six-figure banking job in London, moved to Asia and now run my own mission-led business in Paradise. I found purpose and happiness in my life and I want to empower you to do the same. On the show we talk all things, leadership, career, entrepreneurship, mindset, femininity, anything and everything high achieving women go through on this journey of finding purpose in life. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about my brand new Facebook group for the community. Um, So we've had so many new joiners recently. um, It's amazing. It's a way that We can continue the conversation together all around corporate and starting an online business. And I can chat with you about all the topics affecting you. Um, And it's also a great way to meet other like-minded women who are in the same situation as you. You never know. You might find someone you can collaborate with or even a co-founder or something like that. It's completely private. So nothing that you post will be appearing on anyone's feed. So don't worry about that. Um, And I publish a video every Tuesday answering the Members questions of the week. Um, so come join us and say hi. It's completely free and the link is in the show notes. On today's episode I have a very special guest her name is Tara Megan and she is a former statistician I always find that difficult to say and marine biologist and she used to work all over the world for companies um, oil, oil and gas companies like Shell until she realized that this work just like really wasn't for her and she was feeling miserable and she even got an injury that she she talks about on the episode she is now a professional tantra practitioner and one of the leading teachers in a company called the Embodied Awakening Academy. And she she just really feels like she's found her life's purpose in the work that she does, which is amazing. And I just love the absolute contrast of careers, like going from a marine biologist to a tantra practitioner, like all in one life. I love that. It's just amazing. Um, And yeah, I just couldn't wait to get her on and share her story. Um, And I actually first met Tara because I went to her tantra retreat last year, um, which was like honestly life-changing. Some of you, if you've listened to episode five, I talk all about my experience and the things that I've learned. Um, So you might want to go and have a listen to that after this. Um, It's this theory of masculine and feminine energies and bringing this into my life and just having awareness of it has really changed the way that I approach relationships, business, and just like my life in general. And I cannot stress enough how how much more alive it's made me feel. Um, And like just tapping into this feminine energy Um, I didn't know what it was I didn't know how to find it before I went to Tara's retreat so we cover this a lot in this episode and I really I really wanted to bring this to you because me in my former life would have just tossed this aside not being interested Um, like it's not for me but I'm so glad I delved into it because actually I'm one of the people that really needed to learn about this stuff to benefit because honestly it's it's been life-changing and I feel so much better um so yeah as I say we cover this a lot in the episode and how you can bring this into your own life and welcome Tara I'm so excited to have you on today and for our juicy conversation as well um I know that the listeners uh, all of this will be a little bit new actually I should have mentioned this to you before I did a solo podcast on my experience of your tantra retreat so yeah so they may have heard a little bit about an introduction to Tantra but now they're going to hear it from the master herself (laughs) so I would love to hand it over to you and just um, give you the chance to introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit about your background and I guess ultimately how you came to Tantra would be an amazing start
0: Sure thing. Um, So, yeah, my name is Tara. I'm now 44 years old, and I've been in the world of Tantra, I guess, as a full time career, you could say, for five years, and then practicing Tantra for seven years. And before that, I had 17 years as a marine ecologist, dash, dash statistician. So, my background was in statistics and marine ecology. With a degree, honours degree, PhD, and then worked um, as a high-level consultant. And yeah, funnily enough, the day that I finished my degree, I realised that I didn't want to be a marine ecologist.
1: <laughs> I, <was laughs>
0: like, my, I, it was it, yeah. I took this extra subject in marine conservation and realised that the uh, Earth was being completely screwed over by humans essentially and you know that was back in uh 1999 where global warming wasn't much of a topic talked about and it was just like a shock to me and but I realized in that moment that the problem the earth didn't need saving but humans humans needed to kind of sort their, sort their stuff out. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of helping whatever that was that was making humans treat the earth so poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, I had this degree. I was good at what I did. I was offered scholarships. Um, and so I just kept going through the steps. Love what I did, but my heart got less and less passionate about it. I was working for clients like Chevron and BP, which was against all of kind of my morals anyway. And I just did my best that I could in that world. Um, but my dad actually gave me a great piece of, of advice and said to me, until you can manage to like, like do what, what you want to do and find out what that is, kind of kind of explore that other part of you as your hobbies. And so that's, that's what I did. And I spent a, like 10 years on and off in India, actually, um, taking extra leave, negotiating with my work to uh, have longer vacation and then take less pay so that I could explore what it is that I wanted to do in the world. Wow. And so that was a huge part of it is actually giving the space for that and kind of trading money for time. Mm -hmm. And in that space, I, I learned so much about myself. And it wasn't until I found Tantra through Chantel Raven, who's the founder of the Embodied Awakening Academy that I work for, that I was like wow like this is what I've been looking for it was so grounded everything made sense to my scientific logical mind as well it wasn't just all this woo woo you know like how spirituality can kind of be needs to be quite pragmatic for me and make sense and be more in that kind of quantum physics understanding of, of of life and my whole being was just a yes which which I find a lot of people who come to our work who then go deep with it have a very similar experience that they're like this is somehow familiar to me even yes. though it's new
1: that's an amazing way to put it yeah yeah <laughs> that is exactly how it feels
0: Yeah. And so my ex-husband and I at the time were like, okay, we've got this much annual leave. These are our savings that we want to travel the world with, which we've done a lot of travel, but we're like, what do we want to do? And we're like, we're unhappy. We're not happy in our jobs. He, we worked in the same company. Um, We weren't happy in our relationship. We were always fighting. The sex life was pretty boring. We were both going through our own stuff with addictions, with alcohol, with Netflix um, and with painkillers and being and having on and off depression. And we're just like, we want a better life for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision to every retreat and workshop that Raven ran, that that's where we'd put our time and our energy and our resources. So it was very intentional. And we just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And, I, and what I love about this work is the more that you grow whatever's not in resonance with kind of what your heart wants, you know, that part of or your soul, call it whatever you want, your inner knowing, um, becomes less digestible. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to be like, I can't do this job. And unfortunately, I didn't listen to that. I'm much better at that now and so I got a work injury I got RSI repetitive strain injury from working ridiculous hours on a job for Chevron and then I didn't listen to that call so it's kind of like you know how life taps and then yeah. knocks and starts banging and then starts yeah. screaming yeah, you, the more you do that inner work you can't get away with with that Um, So, yeah, finally, after many years of struggle and pain and and working with that and working with Tantra, um, I resigned and I had to leap into the complete unknown, which was like facing death for me, especially because there's no job that you can't use your hands in repetitive ways, which is very difficult with that injury. But I just had to trust um, and I had Raven's support. I was doing one-on-one sessions with her and yeah, it was about two nights later, actually, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I wanna host Raven's events on archetypes because they changed my life when I, what I was learning about female archetypes from her. So I phoned her up and I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna work because I can't really use a computer for more than 10 minutes an hour without being in pain but I'm so passionate about your work. Could I host a weekend workshop? And she's like, of course. Oh, what she had told me was that about four weeks before that, when she was meditating, she got an intuitive message saying that I was going to end up running the academy with her.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Shiver. Yeah. <laughs> right? Amazing. She, she's very good at trusting, but she was kind of like, tara i mean she's she's very she's smart she's amazing but she's riddled with rsi and can't use a computer how is that going to work but she just trusted so when i messaged her saying this um so i just started hosting events and because i was doing something that i was so passionate about i just wanted to share this work with as many women and as many human beings on this planet um, and I was doing sessions with her of how to go into the body and release pain and tension through breath, sound, and movement. Um, my RSI got better in about four months than in four years with Western Australia's top pain psychologists, wow. chiropractors, and physios. Um wow. Yeah. And then my mind just went yeah. as to the vision of where I wanted to take the academy, which is now yeah. what what we've done with online courses and trainings and retreats around the world. Um, but it took that leap of faith and, you know, everyone who so many women and men, but a lot of women that I, that I work with, it's like they're just not enjoying their job. It doesn't, like, fill their soul, but they don't know how to get out. So that. That would be my advice to anyone who's in that situation is start to do things on the side that do light you up and then keep bringing them more and more into your life. And the more that you're doing that, you know, life finds a way of bringing that in and giving you the signs. So listen to the signs. You don't have to go through four years of RSI pain.
1: Wow, oh my god, there's so many places I could go from that. I think that's such an amazing introduction and like exactly why I've kind of created this podcast because so many people listening that are stuck in where we both were before, they d- they've not mm-hmm. seen any examples of anyone who's successfully got out of it, you know. Not examples of people who have successfully navigated out of their high-flying corporate job and into something that they really like and and something that i want to pick up on what you said is about your injury because i think it's uh since being in bali and being more open to eastern practices and eastern ways of thinking that i see illness as being a bit of a different kind of thing that we think about back in western society so when the body uh, produces an illness or an injury or something like that It is usually a sign or a symbol that it's like telling you you're doing something to me right now that doesn't feel good and this is your sign that you need to stop it and it sounds to me what you experienced with it going away so fast the only thing you could do for it to go away was to do spend your days doing something that you really like wholly loved is amazing mm. to see, like, better than any kind of Western medicine. I find that so interesting.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's like we don't get taught this in schools, but mm. our bodies speak to us.
1: <laughs> and yeah.
0: disease, if you break down the word, is dis-ease in the body. Yeah. And, you know, like the practices with Tantra, it's funny because, you know, everyone thinks Tantra is about sex. It's like one piece of the pie, just like sex is part of the human experience. It's one piece of the experience of Tantra. And it just, it helped me so much actually to get to know my body. So now if I have an injury, I'll breathe into that part of my body and there's techniques like you've experienced that drop you out of the mind into the body and you can actually access your body's wisdom, Mm. which we're all born with but we go through a lifetime of people going, no, the answer to all your questions is outside of yourself. The answer to your self-worth is outside of yourself. The answer to your safety is outside of yourself. The answer to your love and, and validation is outside of yourself. And it's the same with our body, which is why we're so highly medicated. And it's all bullshit. The answer is always within and all of the different you know, spiritual traditions and healing traditions say that for a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you think that I think about these spiritual traditions and these healing um, practices that I see out here in Asia and they survived centuries and centuries and centuries. I mean, there's got to be some reason for that, you know. Um, I would love to actually uh, just cover... Um, what Tantra is because a lot of people listening won't know or never have heard of it and or they probably just think it's a way to have sex and they would like to know how to do it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs>
0: but, but, um, a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but from my experience like from the the weekend retreat that I went on with with you that you led I would say I can I don't know if this kind of uh, sums up Tantra, but the way that I felt after that weekend and, and tapping into an introduction to Tantra, I almost felt like I opened the door to myself. Like it was shut. I didn't really, I couldn't tap into like the deep part of myself and trust that what I wanted was actually what I wanted. And I couldn't really have that conversation with myself. It kind of just in some way allowed me to open that door and now I know that I'm speaking to myself if that makes sense
0: yeah I um, love that that's great that makes yeah, me yeah really I would
1: love to hear you know your breakdown of what tantra actually is
0: sure I mean fundamentally it's the path to embodying your awakening which is why we don't call ourselves a tantra academy we call ourselves the embodied awakening academy Mm -hmm. and so tantra is a path to come back to wholeness and our society from birth based on our parents based on the education system based on the political structure based on media just pulls us away from who we are our essential nature and so then we get to an age in our life where we're like I'm unhappy, I'm depressed, my relationship's crap, whatever it is, where we start to want to find out what what that's about. And so really it's a path to, Tantra is a path to come back to yourself and back to your body and to really reclaim all the missing pieces of yourself that either through past trauma, past relationships, whatever hasn't been love, to come back into our power and so there's two aspects of that and one is called inner union Mm -hmm. and the other sacred union and inner union is the pretty much the basis that every human being on the planet regardless of their gender holds feminine energy and masculine energy and that's not taught in schools it's Mm -hmm. crazy it's absolutely crazy. We all have masculine and feminine. And the masculine is the one who gets shit done, who's goal orientated, who has purpose, is good at business, linear thinking, logical. And then the feminine is more receptive and creative and loves communication and nurturing and loving. And so there's these two energies that are within our beings that, then play out in our life and relationships. And what usually happens is for female bodies, we're looking for our masculine because it's the most unfamiliar energy to us Mm. outside of ourselves. And so the expectation that we put on our partners to like make me feel safe, make me feel loved, make me feel secure, then gets dumped onto them. And the same with men because they're more in touch with their masculine energy, their feminine energy of like communication and love and joy and spontaneity. They're putting on the women going, hey, you feel everything because I don't know how to feel my emotional body and you bring the joy and the happiness in. And then the woman's not just feeling her emotional body her man's emotional body as well and so we're both compensating for the missing pieces and part of ourselves and so with Tantra we're going hey wholeness of masculine and feminine is within so how do we nurture that relationship because that is the only relationship you're guaranteed to be in for the rest of your life Mm. and it's the most important one you can have and the changes that happened from there, when we're meeting our masculine and feminine, we actually get to know who we are, and what we want. And because we've grown up in a male dominated society, or I should say a masculine dominated society with like, having to work nine to five, probably a lot more of that, got to get a house, got to get a mortgage, got to have the kid, got to get a car. And then finally, at 60 or 70, you can retire and enjoy your life. You know, like what a joke. And so Tantra is like listen to your feminine as well for male and female bodies and actually what brings you joy and follow your joy. And we've been very much programmed that you have to work hard to then have pleasure, to then have holidays. And so when you're listening to both parts of yourself, you get to navigate your life, not from what other people are telling you you need to do, but from actually what you want to do. And when you do that and follow your joy and follow what inspires you, then then this is manifestation. This is the power of manifestation. And I've seen it in my lives and hundreds of people's lives. Who have led more or at least equally from their feminine than their masculine?
1: Mm. Yeah it's amazing I'm just like nodding to everyone that you say (laughs) so you know I found this kind of I found this kind of it's not a a philosophy I suppose like in the last six months really but it's honestly been so profound and now that I'm aware of it when I look back to my experience in my corporate job and this is to kind of speak to the listeners as well what I see is like a, an organisational structure that was built by men, typically, because it's still very recent that, you know, decades ago, it was just men in, in these in these companies. So a lot of them have built all this infrastructure. And now, yes, it's better and there's more opportunities for women and lots of people listening will have jobs like that now. But still, they're fitting into the infrastructure that is very um, masculine, uh, dominated and also i think the leadership styles that are reinforced are very masculine led leadership styles and there's not really space so much yet for uh, feminine leadership styles so i think what then what then happens is the women that make it in these organizations become very, very imbalanced and in their masculine, and also the men as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we're kind of talking to most of this audience are female. So um, but what that then how that manifests and from my personal experience is it can feel um it can feel like I'm trying to fit a triangle into a square with what I'm doing and from from a personal relationship side and a sexual side and a desire side it it can feel like I'm numb like I'm not having um there's no enjoyment there um but I think it's very difficult for people to understand like what feminine energy actually is and if they they realize this is what I experienced I realized I don't have any of it but I was like how do I tap into it how do I find it again I have no idea (laughs) so but we we did some amazing exercises on the retreat that helped me do that but what what advice would you have for anyone listening who thinks they're really out of balance and they don't know what to do to find the feminine side of them
0: sure yeah so there's there's two parts to that and the first one is that the feminine is the feeling body and the emotional body and that's being so shamed and suppressed in society because it means that you've got to feel pain And so it's to feel whatever it is that's coming up for you without judging it, trying to suppress it, avoid yourself from it, or distract yourself from it. Because it always, it always comes up later. And what that means is if you feel sad, you take the space and you cry. If you feel angry, you take the space and you beat some pillows. If you feel scared, you take the space and you shake and you release that fear. So just like animals in nature, if they've had a shock, they'll like shake off the fear. Mm. And just like when we're children, if we're sad, we cry. If we're angry, we'll scream, we'll chuck a tantrum. This is what we get people to do. Always in the first part of one of our retreats, we just give people a safe space and the permission to feel whatever they're feeling without trying to change it. And when we do that, those parts of our emotional body are given expression and finally heard. And it's like, oh, the relief of the feminine expression that's finally given space to be heard is so powerful. And so just like we can sometimes as women expect our men to hold our emotional bodies for us, and we'll do it mostly through talking, sometimes through screaming. (laughs) (laughs) right and we're like you hold my emotional body because i don't want to hold it myself so this is where the inner union piece comes in so when we're cultivating our masculine he's there holding us going it's fair enough that you feel heartbroken right now it's fair enough that you feel really sad it's fair enough that you're feeling frustrated or angry at what just happened it's fair enough you're feeling scared and then you bring that into the body because that's the gift of the feminine is that we feel, we express, we have these bodies for a reason. And yet we're told our entire lifetime to distract ourselves from what we're feeling and distract ourselves from the body. So with Tantra, we're going into the body and we're feeling and expressing what's ever there. And by doing so, we get real with actually how we're feeling about a situation or a person. Otherwise, you can go 10 years in a relationship that you're actually not happy in. You can go 10 years in a job that is like killing your soul. And I did this for 10 years in my first marriage. That marriage should have ended after three months. But because I was avoiding feeling the pain and the grief that was there, I didn't. it took me 10 years to leave. So you're just letting express what's ever there and then asking once you've done that, coming home to your body, putting one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly and tuning into yourself and saying, oh, what do I need? What do I need right now? And so it's just about getting to know yourself and giving yourself permission to feel. And by that way, your body will naturally tell you what you're needing either in relationship Maybe that you just really actually want a relationship instead of fooling yourself, that you're happy being single and focusing on your career. Because the feminine wants relationship. The masculine energy wants freedom. And it's about finding the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And so in doing so, we keep meeting ourselves. Now, the key here is the degree to which we feel our pain is the degree to which we feel our pleasure. And so this is the second part of the feminine. One is feeling whatever emotion is coming up that we call pain. pain. Pain is unavoidable. There is no quick fix. There is no pill you can take. There is no meditation that you can do that will get rid of pain. Suffering is optional, as Buddha would say. <laughs> <laughs> so with pain, we're just, it's, it's, we allow it. It's just energy, emotion. This too shall pass. And then we just feel it. And when we feel it, that pain, that stuck energy actually moves through our system and releases. And guess what? When we're doing that and all of that tension in our body and in our actually our nervous system is being released, then there's naturally room for life force energy to move through our body. And life force energy is sexual energy. It's the energy that created you, it's the energy that created me, it's the energy that creates new life on earth and yet it is so shamed on the planet. Why? Because it's so friggin' powerful. Mm. And if we're not using it to create a baby, we can use it to create our visions. It is pure life force energy moving through our bodies. So when we're releasing our pain and allowing ourselves to feel without judgement, whatever's coming up, then we also get to feel more pleasure as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And this is feminine. We feel it all, the pain and the pleasure without resisting the pain or attaching to the pleasure. And the feminine energy is therefore the energy of receptivity and surrender. Because in every moment, whatever's coming up, we're open to feeling all. We're open to whatever experience is present within us and we're trusting and we're surrendered to what life's showing us. So for example, okay, we've been shadow banned on Facebook. We can't promote any of our offerings. Okay, I've got to leave one of the most magnificent villas I've ever lived in and don't have a lot of housing options in Uluwatu. I can either go into my unhealthy masculine of like, What am I gonna do, stress, tension, trying to problem solve everything? Or I can breathe into my body and choose to be in my feminine and go, okay, what is this showing me? Maybe I'm meant to live somewhere else. Maybe we're supposed to branch out into other avenues rather than this restricted controlling social media world. And so it's not resisting what's happening, which is absolutely futile and will only lead to stress but breathing in. And so then we went on a three-day trip exploring different parts of Bali and it was beautiful and there's amazing places in Bali. So because I'm in my feminine receptivity and trust, now all these new opportunities are opening that I wouldn't have been able to access before.
1: Mm. I think that's amazing. And I think I also want to, um, because I I can feel what i would be thinking in the past in terms of feminine energy like p- lots of people seem to have this narrative around it as being the weaker um like like almost negative descriptive words around it and receiving and sitting back and waiting for things to come to you um may feel like that but I, it, it's so powerful it's, it's not necessarily weak and i i'm also seeing more and more people start to talk about no, create space. And that to me is the feminine side of things. Create space so you can slow down and let these downloads or these ideas come into your mind and receive them. whereas if you're just constantly back to back to back to back, back pushing for these goals more in the masculine way, you're going to mm-hmm. go down a path that's not necessarily from what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it manifesting.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many aspects to the feminine. So what I was speaking into was more the light feminine, Mm -hmm. the dark feminine is the feminine who knows what she wants and claims her pleasure and follows her passions So the feminine in her receptivity, as you so beautifully said, then has the spaciousness to open to her visions and to flow with life rather than against life. You know, the masculine is planning going, this is what I should do. This is how it has to look exactly like this in these boxes. Mm -hmm. The feminine when she's in her surrender and receptivity is opening up way beyond what the mind can perceive, this limited mind to go, okay, I'm actually co-creating with the universe, So I'm going to move with the direction that the universe is showing me and opening me and actually being open to that. And then when I find something that I'm passionate about, I'm going to be a fuck yes. And I'm going to claim that energy and pour my energy into that. So it's not the shadow of all of that. The unhealthy version is submissive. I'm not talking about being submissive. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about being open to all possibilities in life. And then when you know what you want and it lights you up and it's you're excited about it, then you go for it and you claim it and you devour it and you put your energy in there. But it's a very different energy from the masculine Mm -hmm. who does that by um, a lot of control and um, more kind of a dominant energy. So it's, we want to be using our masculine as well, because he's the one who has a goal and then gets stuff done. But we're being open to the flow of what life's bringing us at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's amazing. So I have a question that, I, I often think about, and I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your opinion on it. So why do you think that high achieving women, so women in uh, traditionally corporate backgrounds, maybe lawyers, people in finance, um, why are they typically so scared to be feminine in this day and age?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, 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 That's a, that's quite a deep conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Often often it can be, so when I work with clients on this, what it usually is, is that they've had a, a parent that they've role modeled on, which has been quite masculine, either the mother or the father. So that's their imprint of how to be successful is through the masculine. And they haven't had a good role model of, what it's like to be the feminine and actually how powerful that is. Mm. And they've probably had a lot of conditioning that the feminine is weak Mm. and that to succeed in life and to make it and not be trod on and stepped over, that they have to compete with men. So it's conditioning essentially um and there's just there's not a lot of role models of of feminine leadership on the planet right now you know yeah. and the the feminist movement tried their best bless them by burning their bras but essentially they just made women become men yeah, <laughs> more this, like men this
1: is what i'm seeing for sure this is exactly what i'm seeing and I, I find the narrative around feminism being and and women um you know all this like like boss babe stuff like go for your gut like you know you can compete like uh, kind of almost like an angry kind of narrative is actually it doesn't help someone like me who who was who was confident who was did have a healthy amount of masculine energy because then what i'll do is just get more of it and be even more angry and then try and just outman a man instead of actually trying to rebalance and someone with an amazing balance of masculine and feminine energy can become such an incredible well-rounded leader um, but I don't see that being necessarily encouraged at the moment.
0: No and I think you know for a lot of women it's really unsafe to enter the world of the feminine because like you said there's that that link with weakness, mm. um, but it's understandable. We are in a masculine patriarchal system and historically women have been raped. They have been murdered. There's, been, there's a lot of physical violence, but now that there's, now that the feminine is rising on the planet, as you see a lot of in social media, we're actually seeing where the feminine power lies. And, you know, before the patriarchy, we were in a matriarchy and women, there were queens, there weren't kings. And women were the leaders of cultures and there was a massive respect for women and now it's flipped. Mm-hmm. And now we're finding a balance between the two. And that's what I love, you know, that's what I love about when I met Raven. I was like this, I would never mess with this woman.
1: Yeah, amazing. <laughs> you no know?
0: shit. And it's like she's she has power, strength, can I swear? Is that yeah. okay? Yes. And she's un-fuck-withable, you know, and I, and I get that reflection as well. But then we're both so much in our feminine as well and joy and opening to pleasure. And so it's the lack of role models that I think make it safe. And that's why when women come to the retreats, The fear is if I go into my feminine, I'm going to have to feel all of this emotion and pain that I've spent a lifetime avoiding. And if I open that door, I may never come back.
1: Yeah. Yes, I feel that.
0: Yeah, but then when they're held in a safe environment and as you've experienced, you get led through a process where you face those parts of yourself that, you're, that you've been too scared or felt unsafe to face, then that's when you claim back your power mm. and that's when you actually get to see what you're needing in life and then can meet your own needs and that's how we grow in power, yeah. where we feel our past pains and underneath that we go, huh, do I need to have a conversation with someone? Do I need to set a boundary with someone? Does something in my life need to change? And because our body has told us that, then we and we action that that feedback loop grows our self worth and grows our power tremendously.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Like it's amazing, and I've experienced this firsthand as well. Um, we've spoken a lot about leadership and that's amazing but I would also love to take the conversation um into a partnership with with a man so in terms of tantra so at the retreat the day one was about rebalancing yourself and day two was about bringing it into a partnership and and personally and I know a lot of my friends with similar corporate backgrounds kind of having this same struggle, finding um, finding a guy that they want to be with and whether they're coming across emotionally unavailable, avoidant type of guys, or they keep attracting a similar kind of guy. Um, it seems to be a pattern. And personally, for me, um, being able to kind of tap into my feminine energy and, you know, I, I said, right I, I would love to make, meet a masculine type of guy but I wasn't um I, w- I was unwilling to say I want to show up as a feminine type of woman which is kind of like con- like contradictory you know um so I would love to kind of bring the conversation into how does um channeling your feminine energy create desire like in a sexual capacity in a partnership how does it manifest and, and how can people
0: learn from that and maybe try it. Okay. I'll try and condense one day into Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great question. I'm really glad you came back for so when we opened I said Tantra is two things and one is the inner union and the second is sacred union. So that's what we're talking into now. And the reason that we go into inner union first is what I spoke into how we expect the missing parts of ourselves for our partners to do that. That's where all relationships break down. So once we've done that inner work, sacred union is about how you can actually merge with another physically in lovemaking as a healing modality. And that's where the sacred sexuality piece comes in. But in order to attract a partner who can meet you in that, the inner union piece is key and for majority of women it it is working with the feminine so the reason that really successful women find it hard to attract a man who can meet them is because of polarity Mm. and polarity is opposites attract so men don't want to be with another man in a woman's body they want to be with a woman in a woman's body Mm-hmm. Just like women don't want to be with an overly feminine man who just talks and talks and talks and talks about all these feelings. And, you know, she wants to be with a man who's like solid and can out masculine her. Mm-hmm. So the work is to create this polarity. And the journey is therefore for female bodies to be in our feminine and our receptivity. What that looks like is when you're out on a date and you're having a conversation, instead of being in the mind and sharing all of your thoughts and what you're doing for work and, you know, coming from that masculine approach, you're breathing into your body, You're letting out a little bit of sound. You're touching your hair, and you're in your feminine essence. And when you're and it just takes practice. And when you're in that state, then you see what naturally arises from your body and what you're feeling. And maybe it's how delicious the food is, and you're just enjoying and savoring the flavor. Maybe it's a beautiful experience that you had that you're sharing with him, or something that's really dear to your heart. Men want to experience women feeling, not women thinking. Mm. And so that journey is just to go into your body more and more. And the more that you're going into your body and feeling and expressing, like I shared before, the more that you're getting out of the masculine mind. And it just, it takes time. I was such a dude. (laughs) (laughs) such a tomboy. Everyone's like, you're so feminine and radiant now. I was like, I was not like that before. Yeah. And a a huge, something that's really simple but really helpful is the way that you dress. So it's like having, you know, costumes. When you put on a costume and then you embody that, whatever it is that, that you're putting on. So... I remember when I got to this stage and Raven said to me, right, Tara, I'm taking you shopping. You're ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I changed my entire wardrobe and it was uncomfortable. But to get from where we are to where we want to be, we need to go through uncomfortability. That's where new possibilities lie. So looking at your room, how much beauty are you surrounding yourself with? Because that's part of the feminine. How do you decorate your room? How do you decorate yourself? And you're doing it. Not so that you can attract and please a man. You're doing it because it makes you feel good. And when women who are super masculine start embodying these different parts of their feminine, it feels really good. And there's almost like this, ah, oh, relief. Yeah. Because for so long we've held and we've done and we've achieved and we've had to compete and we just get to surrender and receive pleasure and joy and the man that we're with he can sort out where we're going on the date and he's inspired to lead why because he can feel our surrender and feel our receptivity and men need trust and appreciation women need love and adoration Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so the more that we can be in our feminine radiance and in our joy that's what they're attracted to because that's what they struggle with right and so we're creating that polarity by being in our feminine which serves the relationship because then there's going to be that magnetism but it actually serves us because we chill the fuck out and can relax and receive and just enjoy life and you know it's it it's so much more productive yeah and there's belief in our minds that no we've got to do and stick to our task list and stick to our time frames the more we're in our receptivity and surrender and can just enjoy life whether you know next time you go for a walk outside for anyone listening look around you look at the incredible sky the pure magnificence of flowers like how how who created that of animals and children and start to receive beauty. And where attention goes, energy flows. So the more that you can be receiving beauty and receiving joy through everyday life, whether it's the clothes you're wearing, the food that you're eating, the beautiful people that you're around, then the more that you're amplifying that energy in your being. Whereas if you're complaining and going, oh, well, this isn't right and it's too cold and that doesn't look, then that's the energy that you're amplifying in your being. So look for the joy in things, look for the radiance in things, and then that's going to amplify in your field and that's what's going to attract a man to you.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's like tapping into this sensual side. Like uh, when uh, when I started to t- start doing that after the in the integration part of the retreat, I it was really the first time I kind of felt alive. And mm-hmm. I would say to anyone listening that's kind of a bit dismissive of oh like this won't do, and, like give it a go and see how you feel because it, it's really like so. Um, like it's it's within us you know it's just part of our Mm -hmm. beings um Mm -hmm. so that's what I would say and then funny about the clothes because this happened to me like about two weeks after the retreat and I you know was tapping into all sorts of things I looked at my like clothes rail and half of it was black and then the other (laughs) half of it The other half of it, the more newer stuff, was all kind of like these amazing colours and patterns and things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the black stuff starts to get less and less. And And it was so (laughs) crazy to me how, like, that physically manifested into, like, I was turned off by things after a while when I tapped into that side of myself. It's amazing.
0: That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And you just, it's just that the feminine is the path of following joy. Yeah, And we're connected to our joy, again, yeah. because we're avoiding feeling our pain, so therefore we're avoiding feeling our joy and pleasure. So mm-hmm. for anyone who has sexual blockages as well, it's like it's usually because you're not feeling your pain, so you're numbing to both. And, and that's what we've created. the We've got eight-week courses online that are brilliant, that have a lot of embodiment. They have a daily practice for eight weeks, which is how you reprogram and recondition your nervous system to a new way of being. And so the relationship Tantra one is all about this inner union between masculine and feminine. And then what that looks like when you're communicating to a man, when you're relating to a man. So it works with both and highly recommend that and sacred sexuality which works with how do you create more aliveness and release blockages of fear, guilt, and shame in sexuality so that you can be more radiant and be more open to receiving pleasure? Because sometimes that's a bigger block than actually facing and feeling pain is and is receiving pleasure, which was definitely my journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I, I'd love to just chat a little bit about the courses um, now as well. So I, I think... This kind of when Matilda was the one who recommended I go on this retreat when I was mm-hmm. there, and my initial yeah. thoughts were, oh my god, I couldn't possibly go. This is terrifying. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I, I,
1: you know, I, like delving into like sex and sexuality, it's like really intimidating. Like, I can't put myself out of my comfort zone. Um, can you talk to anyone that might be listening, thinking that they know they need to go on something like that, but they're feeling like that, how how does the courses make you feel comfortable and, um, you know, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, they're not intimidating and it's incredible work. So I would really want to encourage someone to attend.
0: I mean, the feedback we always get, which, I, which I'm really um, happy about because our, t- our top value and the, the, the key energy to healing is safety. Mm-hmm. And so people who come to our work, Pretty switched on because they need a lot of safety. And there's a lot of there's a lot of tantra schools and work out there that that's not their top value. It is ours, and and everyone's different. And so we create a super safe space, and with very like with an understanding of trauma, being trauma informed, and guiding people into their emotional body and their feeling body for a whole day, taking themselves where they feel comfortable going so there's always options of participation of doing practices on their own doing practices paired and how much they connect with others Mm. Um, there's no genital touch there's no nudity um, it's absolutely not necessary in tantra and actually can be a block to experience the the deeper energetics and kind of emotional spaces that we go into. Mm -hmm. So that it's really the foundation and we just build up kind of segment by segment creating that safety and really making sure that people have got their own masculine and feminines to set boundaries and say, no, I don't want to do this. And then to own and honor their yeses and their desires of like, yeah, I do want to do that? And yeah, I want to pair with that person. So they're expressing both, which is key. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't get taught this, how to say no, yeah. how to set boundaries and how to follow our desires and claim what we want and go up to that person and be like, hey, I like your vibe. I'd love to pair with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. super right yeah we never have ever especially in england with our culture we never have ever been given that kind of like classroom to teach people how to do any of this like and this is so key to life this stuff um so it's amazing i would encourage anyone to take a course with the um, the academy and i'm gonna put all the links in the show notes so people can find you that way but is there any um quick places people can um, go and find or find the academy that you want to mention
0: sure i mean instagram tara megan with a double e otherwise embodied awakening academy um on instagram or the website embodied and yeah the eight-week courses are an amazing place to start. They're they're, they're a re-education on relationships, a re-education on sexuality and a re-education on power. So Ignite Your Power is looking at shadow work and all of our unconscious, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs. And I think hopefully one day that will be part of an education system, those three courses. And then there's Soul Centre Business, which probably a lot of your listeners could do with which is how to run a business from your feminine and your masculine and why that why that balance is so needed
1: Mm -hmm. well that sounds like a great one so i'll make sure i put all these links in the show notes Um, yeah but thank you so much tara that's been an amazing conversation we've only scratched the surface but i'm so grateful to you for coming on so that i can bring awareness to this because it's so important and it's really transformed my life so
0: thank you for giving the time You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. I love sharing this work.
1: hey everyone just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about my brand new facebook group for the community um so we've had so many new joiners recently um it's amazing it's a way that we can continue the conversation together all around corporate and starting an online business and i can chat with you about all the topics affecting you um and it's also a great way to meet other like-minded women who are in the same situation as you you never know you might find someone you can collaborate with or even a co-founder or something like that it's completely private so nothing that you post will be appearing on anyone's feed so don't worry about that Um, and I publish a video every Tuesday answering the members questions of the week Um, so come join us and say hi it's completely free and the link is in the show notes